Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, Casting Down Idols. This is a podcast where we talk about addiction and recovery from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Dixon. I've been clean and sober now for over 30 years, and you can too. The blessed hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ offers you the power you need to change, to be transformed forever. You do not have to stay the way that you are. And so I pray this podcast is a blessing to you. I pray it's an encouragement to you as you continue on this road called recovery. Listen and be blessed. Hello, everyone. Yes, indeed, it's Pastor Mike Dixon. I know it's been a while since I've had an opportunity to get to this podcast and give you a new episode, and that period of silence is now coming to an end. I want to share with you some fantastic news. This is one of the reasons why it's been so long since I have actually recorded an episode to have on this podcast, and that is that I have been diligently completing the 40-week biblical curriculum for addiction recovery. That has just been released, and so this is hot off the press. It is a almost 300-page workbook, full-size, 11 by 8.5, I guess it is, It's entitled Life Ministries. In just a few weeks, you'll be able to find it on Amazon. Right now, you can order this book. It's $24.95. If you go to the Life Ministries website, that's www.lifeaddictionrecovery.com. And on the homepage, right up near the top, you'll see a red button, and it says Purchase Workbook. You can click on that. It'll take you to a site where you can put in your credit card information, your checking account, however you choose to pay. And you can go ahead and order this workbook. It's again, it's a 40 lesson biblical approach to overcoming addictions. This is actually the curriculum we've been using in the life ministry now for the last four years since we started this ministry in Edgecombe County, North Carolina. And we've got 40 weekly lessons. You can take this workbook and you can work through it as a group, as a member of a group, and you can do one a week. Or you could take it and you could work through it individually. You could actually take a lesson a day and you could do a 40-day journey through this book. It's all Bible-based. It'll help you understand what God says about your struggles and most importantly, how God says you can overcome your struggles. My friend, I just want to remind you, you do not have to stay the way that you are. You can be transformed. You can be changed. Also concerning this workbook, 100% of the sales of the book goes back to Life Ministries. Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, again, that started about four years ago out of Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. It's a Christ-centered, biblically-based addiction recovery ministry. We minister to men and women free of charge. We've got a chapter that meets in Rocky Mount every week. They meet on Tuesday night. We've got a chapter that meets here in Pitt County every Monday. Monday night, and so Monday nights in Pitt County, Tuesday night in Edgecombe County, all the meetings start at 6.30. We offer a free meal. Then we have a time of group study where we actually work through this curriculum that's just been published in this workbook, and we try to conclude by 8.30 each night, whether you're in the Pitt County group or the Edgecombe County group, and we're also looking to start new chapters in other counties, maybe not even in the state of North Carolina. Maybe you're listening to this, and you say, I'd like to start this this chapter out of my church, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. Let me know. I would love to help you get a chapter started wherever you might be located. Life Ministries.
open to men and women free of charge. Help us get the word out. Help me get the word out about the brand new publication, the 40 Lesson Workbook that's now available. Again, you go to the Life Ministries website, www.lifeaddictionrecovery.com. See me an email if I can help you in some way. I'd love to hear from you. You know, the life ministry is based upon something Jesus said is recorded in the gospel of John chapter 10 and verse 10, where he said, the thief has come to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come to give life and to give it more abundantly. The whole ministry is based upon that promise from our Lord that he came to give abundant life. We want to help people realize that abundant life in their lives and to live out that abundant life. You know, being a Christian, putting your faith in Christ is not just about you're going to heaven when you die, but being a Christian, having a right relationship with God is all about walking in abundant life here and now. We can know that we're right with our creator. We can have peace. We can have purpose. We can have joy. We can have confidence in knowing that our sins are forgiven and that we're right with God and dwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. You know, John 10, 10, in that verse I just quoted, the Lord Jesus said that the thief, that's our enemy, a spiritual enemy, the devil and the demons come against us every single day. He says that thief, that spiritual enemy comes to do three things. He comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. Now that word steal in our English Bibles in John chapter 10, verse 10 is translated from the Greek word klepto. And you may recognize that word, kleptomaniac. Do you remember what that is all about? That's somebody who just has a habitual addiction to steal things. I mean, they just steal everything and anything they can get their hands on, a kleptomaniac. Klepto is a Greek word that actually means a con artist or a bandit. That's our enemy. And so he comes to steal. He'll steal from us anything he can get his gripey little greasy hands on. He'll steal from you. And so he comes to steal. And then the next thing Jesus says the enemy comes to do, he comes to kill. And that's from the Greek word thuo. And that is a word, it's a religious word actually. And it means uh, to uh, give a religious sacrifice, to give a religious sacrifice That's very interesting when you think about it, because so many people, when they think about religion, they think about religion as being the opposite of killing. They think about religion as being a good thing. Sometimes religion can be a very bad thing. In fact, I'm afraid a lot of people are going to die and go to hell and spend forever separated from God because of religion. Religion, when you think about it, is really man's attempt to get to God. Christianity and the gospel of Christ is God's attempt to get to man. Because we're saved and we come into saving faith in Jesus Christ, not because of anything we did. It wasn't about climbing a religious ladder or about good works, but it was about what God did. God came to us in the form of Jesus, born a baby, laid in a manger. You remember the Christmas story. And so religion is our attempt to get to God. Christianity is God's attempt to get to us. And the way that he did that is he left the riches of heaven and he came down to this sin-cursed earth as one of us to live a perfect life, the spotless lamb of God who died on the cross and rose again the third day. But the enemy, this spiritual enemy that we fight against every single day, he comes to steal from us anything he can get his hands on. He comes to kill. Sometimes he uses religion to do that. Did you hear me? Can I get a witness? 
Sometimes he uses religion to do that, to kill the joy, to kill the purpose, to kill of the relationship that we ought to have with God, but we end up having it with man-made religious things, you see. Instead of entering into a right relationship with God, the enemy comes to do that. And then in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, the enemy not only comes to steal, not only comes to kill, but he comes to destroy. And that word destroy in our English Bibles is translated from a Greek word that actually means to ruin, to undone, uh, to trash something, uh, something being liquidated, something being unraveled. John the Baptist used this same word destroy in Matthew chapter three, when he said, I am unworthy to loosen his sandals. Remember when John was baptizing people in the Jordan river and Jesus showed up and uh, John the Baptist said, I am not worthy to loosen the strings on his sandals. I'm not worthy to unravel, to undo even the shoes on the feet of Jesus Christ. That's that word destroy. Now, that's what the enemy comes to do. You know, any addiction is going to accomplish that in your life to some degree. It's going to steal, it's going to kill, and it's going to destroy. The enemy comes to do that. Now, I want to give you Mike Dixon's paraphrase, all right? When I think about those three key words in John chapter 10, verse 10, what is it that Jesus is saying? Well, let me give you my interpretation of that based on the definition of those three Greek words. This is what it's saying. This is what Jesus is speaking to us. He's saying the thief wants to get his hands into every good thing in your life. This pickpocket will connive and like a bandit take from you everything. And that's not all. When he's finished stealing all your goods and all your possessions, he'll take his plan to rob you blind to the next level by creating conditions and situations so horrible that you will see no way to solve the problems, but sacrifice everything that remains. His goal is to totally wipe out and liquidate you. Did you hear that? That's his goal. That's his plan. He wants to take everything from you. But Jesus said, I came to rescue you from that. I came to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. Abundant life. You know, that word abundant means overflowing. That means more than enough. Wouldn't you like to have overflowing blessings in your life? You know, I don't know anybody that wouldn't. I'm looking at the North Carolina lottery in recent weeks. I mean, it has been astronomical amounts as far as the lottery winning possibilities. Uh, which, by the way, are very, very, very slim. You've got more of a chance of being struck by lightning than winning the North Carolina lottery. But a lot of people line up at stores not to buy gas and not to buy things that they need, but to buy a lottery ticket. Why? Because that's hope. They're buying hope that maybe they're hoping that they're going to win this jackpot, that they're going to be millionaires, that uh, they're going to be suddenly rich. And so they're looking for an abundance of money to give them life. You know, the life ministry is all about abundance. Our focus is to help people just like you experience a good life, a full life, the abundant life that Christ and only Christ can give. I mean, reason with me just a minute. Since God created us, he would be the expert that we ought to turn to in how we ought to be living, right? I mean, he created us. He knows better than anybody else. God had a purpose and God had a plan in mind when he created us. Interestingly enough, this abundant life has nothing to do with how much money you have or how many toys you might own. 
I had the opportunity of meeting Rick Stanley, the younger stepbrother to Elvis Presley, when I was a student at Liberty University. And I remember Rick Stanley telling us how it was growing up as the little brother to Elvis Presley. He said, at Christmas time, it looked like Walmart. It looked like a major department store inside their house because Elvis Presley would bring home all kinds of gifts, all kinds of expensive motorbikes and scooters and toys and all kinds of anything you could imagine. I mean, he would just bring in truckloads at Christmas time. Elvis Presley seemed to have it all. He was rich in wealth, recognized around the world, and yet Rick, Elvis Presley's little brother, stepbrother, would testify often, and I heard Rick say this. He said he would hear his brother Elvis say many times, I'm lonely, I'm not happy, I'm struggling, I'm empty. Now, you see, contrary to what many people believe, it's not wealth and it's not even being a well-known iconic figure like Elvis Presley that brings full life. Let's begin our discussion today as we think about where this abundance comes from. Uh, where does it come from? What, what is our source of abundant life? And uh, we're going to continue to look at it probably for the next episode or two. But uh, based on Jesus, what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes to steal and kill I've come to give life and to give it more abundantly. Now, this week's Life Ministries lesson is on what we're talking about today. The enemy comes to do what? Three things. The enemy comes to steal, the enemy comes to kill, and the enemy comes to destroy. This passage here in John chapter 10, verse 10, also is a reminder of the fact that there's evil in the world, that we do have an enemy, that there's wickedness around us. There's a battle between good and and evil in this world. And this battle between those two is very evident and very clear. The enemy desires to destroy, and yet Jesus comes to bring us life that we might have it more abundantly. Abundant life is offered by Jesus. You know, I searched for that life for many years before coming to Christ and actually surrendering to him, yielding to him, accepting him as my Lord and as my Savior, and then receiving from him what only he can provide. You probably have as well. I mean, I tried so many things to try and fulfill the hunger that I felt deep within my, within my heart. Nothing seemed to satisfy me for very long. I mean, the drugs and the alcohol, the immoral life, lifestyle, the partying, the life of crime only brought me to a place of pain and trouble and brokenness. Now, I'm excited today to share with you in this lesson my experience that ended my search and brought me to real saving faith, real abundant life in Jesus Christ. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 7, the apostle Paul writes, and he says, For this reason, brothers, in all our distress and affliction, we have been comforted about you through your faith. For now we live, if you are standing fast in the Lord. For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you? For all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you and may the Lord make you increase and abound. I'm going to read that again. That's verse 12. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. Now, there's two very special words in verse 12 that I just read, that last verse, that speak of abundance. And those two words are increase and abound. 
Matthew chapter four, verse four, Jesus is speaking. It says, but he answered and said, Jesus said this, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, according to Matthew 4, 4, we need more than physical food to survive and to thrive. What else do we need? We need the word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We need the word of God. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. It's impossible to please God without faith. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. As we place our faith in God and live our lives trusting him, God's pleased and we're blessed as a result of that. So faith pleases God, but faith also places us in a proper position in life to experience God's abundance upon our lives. You must have faith in what God says if you're going to live victoriously in this abundant life that we're talking about. Grab those promises from God with your faith. Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. How can trusting... How can trusting in that verse in Romans 8, 37, how can trusting in that promise help you in recovery? Again, I'm going to read it again. Romans 8, 37, yet in all these things were more than conquerors through him who loved us. How can that help you overcome temptation? How can that help you be victorious? Because God desires for us to thrive. God doesn't just want you to survive. God wants you to thrive. God wants you to be more than just a conqueror. I love 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There's a wonderful promise there that has helped me so many times in my life when I face temptation. And it simply says this in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you than such that is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. That is a wonderful promise from God. You can trust God in every promise he's ever made. Now, how does that promise in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, how does that give you strength? to live a holy life today? How does that give you power today uh, to walk in sobriety and to be clean and to be that new man, that new woman that God has started in you? Because that's a promise from God. And so it doesn't come from man, it comes from God. And God is always faithful to his word. Has the enemy been successful in your life, maybe in the past, in your past and fulfilling uh, one of those intentions as far as stealing from you and killing from you, robbing from you of uh, what is most precious. I mean, he'll rob you and he'll kill you of your reputation. He'll rob you. He'll kill, kill you of your health. He'll rob you. He'll kill you of your uh, relationships with other people. He's out to take from you. God is here to bless you. God is here to fulfill his wonderful promises in your life as you trust him and you walk by faith. You know, there's clearly good and evil in this world. And the battle between the between those two is so very clear around us. And yet Jesus comes to give us life and that we might have that life more abundantly. In Romans 8, verses 16 and 17, it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, 
that we may also be glorified together. What are we called there in that passage? Did you get that? We're called children of God, children of God. And so you need to decide right now, right here, right where you are listening to this podcast today, what's going to be your decision? What's going to be the object of your faith? Where are you going to put your trust? Are you going to continue to trust in yourself? Are you going to continue to rely on your own ability, your own willpower, your own determination to change? Or are you going to put your faith and trust in God? I mean, how have your plans worked out in the past? I mean, have they been successful? Have you been successful? I believe you need to, you need to rely on God's power to rescue you. Second Peter 1 verse 3 says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and excellence. His divine power has given to us everything that we need for life and for godliness. He's already offered us that. You know, I want to encourage you today to use all the resources that God has placed around you. You know, use podcasts like this. Get plugged into a Bible-based support group that's honoring Christ. Get plugged into a Bible-believing church. Make sure you surround yourself with people that are striving to live a life that brings honor and glory to God. I mean, go to those meetings, do your homework, meet with your counselor, meet with your therapist, but put your faith and trust in God. You know, when I think about the fact that uh, some people don't choose to do that, I think there's three classes of people on planet earth. Just listen to this as I close out this episode, three classes of people on this earth. And I want you to think about which class you would fall under. There's those that don't call on Jesus as Lord. I mean, they never turn to him. They never call out to him. And then there's those who call on Jesus as Lord, and yet they don't live like it. I think about Jonah. I am just, just finished up a series here at Winterville Baptist Church in the book of Jonah. You can find those sermons from the book of Jonah. Or they're posted on the church's website, and that website is wintervillebaptist.org. But I think about Jonah. And Jonah was a man, he was a prophet of God. He called upon God in faith, and yet he didn't live like it. His life didn't show forth the fact. And so there's that class of people. And then thirdly, there's the class of people who really believe that Jesus is Lord. And the way they live their life shows forth as evidence of the fact, not only do they proclaim it, but they live it out. Which class are you? You know, the only class that's going to realize the abundant life that Christ has come to give is not those who don't proclaim Jesus as Lord. It's not the class that proclaims he's Lord, but yet they don't live like it. It's those who proclaim that he's Lord of their lives and they live it out in faith. That's the group, my friend, that's in the right position to live out that abundant life. You know, I want for you so much just the heart of God. And the exact same thing that God wants for you. God wants you to walk in abundance today. We've got a good God. He wants good things for you today. You know, sometimes you got to go through pain. Sometimes you got to go through conviction. Sometimes you need to deal uh, with your brokenness before God and before your fellow man. But the result is you put your faith in God and follow Jesus Christ is always good things. It's always worth it. God's able to take the brokenness. God's able to take the time of conviction. And God's able to bring out of that time great beauty. He's able to take the ashes and make something beautiful. You know, that's my, that's my hope for you today. I pray that you'll walk in victory. I pray that you will 
uh, put your faith and trust in Jesus, that you'll walk in obedience, live out this abundant life that Christ has come to give us. Again, I want to encourage you to go to the Life website, check it out, lifeaddictionrecovery.com. You can check out what the Life Ministry is about. You can listen to testimonies there. You can find out more information. Again, on the home page, right there on the first page, it opens up on the website. You'll find a little red tab up near the top, and you can check out this workbook that's just been published. Pray about it for me. I pray that God will use it as a resource, as a tool to help so many people walk in victory. That's my hope for you today. Let me pray for you as we sign off. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for your word, your promise, your presence in our lives. Thank you for being a good God. Lord, I know that we're not always good, but God, you're always good. Help us to put our faith and trust in you. Help us to walk in this abundance, Lord, today, tomorrow, every day to come, and forever and ever as we look forward to spending forever with you because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Lord, help us today to be faithful. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If this episode has been a blessing to you, please, by all means, give us a positive review. Give us five stars on iTunes. I'd love to hear from you. If there's something I can help you with, send me an email, mikelifeaddictionrecovery at gmail.com. mikelifeaddictionrecovery at gmail.com. Lord bless you. Stay safe. Pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God bless.